1: Warning the following show doesn't represent the opinion of the IBL, its employees or the local clown college.
0: Hi I'm Rachel Nannen Brown. Hello I'm Dr. Richard Carrier. Peter Bogosian. Hi, I'm Damien Gillis. Hi, this is Wanda Morris.
1: I'm Dr. Daryl Ray. Hi,
0: I am RN Raw and I took
2: a left at the valley.: And the party
0: was really good
1: I woke up this morning had a burning deep inside when you're feeling It's all a big lie I feel the pain Less hunger and despair Talk the rhetoric of your teaching
3: Time for us to share
4: Well, with my heart pumping throughout my chest in a nervous way <laughs> and you guys dancing in the studio welcome to another edition of Left at the Valley our very first live on CIVL 101.7 FM throughout the University of of Valley and throughout Broscani throughout the valley welcome so much with us hey guys how you doing
5: so excited to be here hi everybody out there in radio land we're (laughs)
2: so glad we're here
4: this is a show about positive atheism (laughs) secular humanism and skeptical thinking and joining me as usual is my misfit rat tag gang of great people with me of course we have incredible nancy hi nancy hello and we have uh, our friend the reform from chilliwack hello and of course the incredible martina as well
5: i'm
2: so flattered
4: (laughs) (laughs) and for today, the show would be about the science of magic. And in studio with us, we have magician extraordinaire, Gary Savard. Hi, Gary.
3: Hey, how's it going?
4: It's great. Thank <laughs> you for thank you for being with us, and thank you so much for you guys for listening. Hey, and thanks hope, for having me. And of course, I guess we should also thank CIVL for giving us the shot, and hopefully we can bring you some information, you guys, and a bit of uh, entertainment as well. Guys, want to talk about something real quick, a little chit-chat, what ha- what's been happening in your life.
5: Well, I've had a three-dog week. I've had (laughs) two of my own and babysitting one, so that's the excitement. Instead of having a three-dog night, I've extended it for ten days, and I'm having fun.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that a song, Three Dog Night?
4: I think so. (laughs) Um, Did anybody catch the Oscars by any chance? Last oh. week,
3: I think I slept through them.
4: Nope. Uh, well, well, I can't believe I can't blame you. But Nancy, you'll be happy to hear that the, the movie we were talking about so much, Spotlight, actually that won I know best movie
5: and well deserved. Yes, Absolutely if you
4: have well not deserved. seen that movie, that movie is about how the Boston Globe came out and essentially uh, revealed the uh, child predation that was happening in the Boston area from the Catholic Church. Incredible performance, Michael Keane, Mark Ruffalo, and uh, a plethora of other actors. Totally worth seeing. Totally, totally worth seeing. As well, uh, I was actually asked, if you guys are interested in my little life here, uh, to be a judge at the annual Youth Film Festival that's happening on May 5th in Maple Ridge. So. Oh,
1: congratulations.
5: Nice yeah. a good
4: one. Yeah, well, actually, you know, the, it's, it's a little contest that's been put by some local people. It's their third year, and I'm going to be a judge again this year. Um, they're actually having a workshop this Sunday, uh, uh, The uh, not this Sunday, I mean the uh, next Sunday, which will be the 15th, I think, from 2 to 4. Uh, it's about, uh, you know, kids going out there and uh, they'll have a theme something like uh, how to make your city better and kids will go out there with a camera and put some special effects and and we're talking youth here we're talking like anywhere from seven or eight to 20 year old kids and youth uh putting on these these movies and uh last year they actually had the grand prize was five hundred dollars Whoa! yeah so you know for a local initiative it's pretty cool and it's put on by the cinema politica um Maple Ridge um, Pit Meadows Association down there, and uh, they do a great job, so we'll keep track on that.
5: Oh, good, we expect a report.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nancy, you ready to go?
5: I'm ready. Let's set you up. All righty. Now, for everybody new out there, my segment is called This Day in History, and it's a roundup of those events and individuals that altered and illuminated the days between February 29th to March the 6th and I was looking around to find something on the uh, internet that would um, be good for our magic theme and there are a lot of sites out there but I think I found a real gem and this is a site out there that's run by a magician whose name is Dean Carnegie and he has a site called Magic Detective um, uh, TheMagicDetective.com and he goes into the history of magic. He uh, recommends magic sites, and then he has a lot of magicians and uh, individuals who are interested in magic participate. So that's the, the site of the week. Sorry, what was his name again? It's called the themagicdetective.com, and the magician's name is Dean Carnegie. I think he's a, I think he's a, um, a Hollywood, California Guy, but Hollywood magic yeah there you
4: go oh, there we go <laughs>
3: it's it's big difference there
4: something yeah. associated with Hollywood it's magic right <laughs> all right
5: starting on February the 29th which is going to be the last February 29th for another three years it's the leap year day so let's start with something really good and Canadian in 1980 Gordie Howe hit his 80th 800th goal and uh, he, of course he was one of the biggest names in professional hockey and he was the first to score 800 career goals in the National Hockey League.
4: Mr. Hawk himself
5: He did and he achieved that feat while he was playing for the Hartford Whalers. And he was 51 years old, so you know he, he really, yeah, he was always at his prime. I don't think there was <laughs> the time that he wasn't. And he scored just one more goal before retiring that year, and then only Wayne Gretzky beat his record. And the great one. Yeah. And then in 1984, Trudeau stepped down after 15 years, so a uh, lot of Canadian things going on on Leap Year Day. Then let's go to March 1st in 1987. It was the start of National Women's History Month in the States. In 1896, on March the 1st, Henry Becquerel accidentally discovered radioactivity when he developed a photographic plate that he left in a desk drawer with crystals of a uranium compound on it. And he shared the 1903 Nobel Prize with Pierre and Marie Curie, for their work in radioactivity so that's a that's a pretty good triangle of scientific minds right there uh then going to the opposite end of the triangle of g- great minds march 2nd is texas independence day <laughs> 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 and we want to say no, a no no talk. no no <laughs> I lived in Texas. I, I can do that. I, I can do We that. just
4: started C-A-V-L. Don't a, get us ball on the wrong side
5: of the... <laughs> no, I can do it with a <laughs> wink and a nod. So anyway, yee to all the citizens and anyone here visiting from the Lone Star State. March 6th is European Day of the Righteous. And in 1836, that was the Texas Revolution Battle of the Alamo. Uh, It was a 13-day siege. There was an army of 3,000 Mexican troops, and there were 187 Texas volunteers, including Davy Crockett, Jim Bowie, and uh, their defense of the Alamo, unfortunately, ended in uh, all of them being killed and the fort captured. But we got it back in downtown San Antonio, and anybody visits San Antonio, it's smack in the middle of the city. <laughs> so, okay, moving on to March 3rd, it's International Sex Workers Day. And I tried to find something to balance that out, because we talked uh, about our show always being, or trying to give everybody the last word, or the or equal word. So in 1873, the U.S. Congress enacted the Comstock Law, which made it illegal to send any obscene, lewd, or lascivious books through the mail. So I hope that covers both sides of that topic. March 4th is Employee Appreciation Day and Unplugging Day, which means you unplug all your appliances and kind of live off the grid for the day if, if you can. I In, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: Turn your cell phones off.
5: Yeah, I know. It's harder harder than you think. So in 1928, on March the 4th, it was the start of the Great Bunyan Race from Los Angeles to New York. This was just something wild. 199 men lined up in Los Angeles, California to participate, get this, in a 3,400-mile transcontinental foot race to New York City. It was called the Bunyan Derby. And that's what the press called it, and uh, the sports promoter Charles Pyle promised $25,000 grand prize, and claimed the competition would immortalize U.S. Highway 66. And at that point, U.S. Highway 66 was an unpaved road that went through mountains, desert, mud, sand, so it was it was just grueling. And a guy named Andy Payne won the event in 573 hours, four minutes, and 37 seconds. Wow. It, it was really something. And here's what was written about. I love good journalistic writing, and I just love this description. Uh, the journalist said, In a wild grab for glory, a cast of nobodies saw hope in the dust. Blacks who escaped the poverty and terror of the Old South. First-generation immigrants and with their mother tongue thick on their lips. Midwest farm boys, they came flouting the odds. Charlie Pyle's offer of free food and lodging to anyone who would take up the challenge opened the race to men of limited means. And Andy Payne won and he eventually became uh, a clerk to the Supreme Court in Oklahoma City and was re-elected five times afterwards. So quite a, quite a guy. And there was a uh, PBS in the States documentary on the great American Race of 1928, so anybody that would like to look it up, it sure is there for your viewing. And that, dear listeners, brings to a close another passing parade of interesting, mundane, unusual, and occasionally bizarre events and people that make up this day in history.
4: Thank you, Nancy. As usual, a plethora of great information.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's always a plethora.
4: Yeah, totally, totally. Well, today we're doing a show on the science of magic, and uh, for those who might be following us from uh, the get-go, um, this is uh, being our first show at CVL. The last show we did, we were actually talking about James Randi, and uh, James Randi is actually uh, probably known as the father of skepticism, but he was also the amazing Randi way before that, and he's actually going to be in Richmond uh, coming at the, uh, the weekend of May 20th. He's actually coming down for a lifetime uh, award, so that's going to be pretty cool to see him there. Um, we used to have this segment on the show that we haven't done quite in a long time. We used to have a spotlight on. Uh, we figured that it was a lot easier to uh, do a spotlight on somebody that was worth following. Too many people today, I think, follow people that are really not worth following. You know, I, I really don't want to hear about—no offense—Kanye West or uh, Paris Hilton or the Kardashians. And we figured that we the would Kaku? do. The, yeah, the, exactly. Something about big butts. <laughs> so we we figured it was uh, was. Uh, Worthwhile to make a segment about people that are worth following, people that bring intellectual discourse to this uh, uh, to to what we do, and uh, that you should follow instead of following uh, something uh, like uh, Kim Kardashian. So today we are going to do a spotlight on the amazing Randy, and my friend the reform. You have a full report on that. I do. By all means, the mic is yours.
2: And you have to say, The Amazing Randy. You can't just say, Amazing Randy. It's The Amazing Randy. Radio voice. Radio voice, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, yes, The Amazing Randy was born Randall James Hamilton Zwang. Is that right there, Martina? Zwang? I'd say Zwinge, probably here. What's Zwinge in German? Okay. He was born on August the 7th, 1928. Randy is a Canadian born American retired stage magician and scientific skeptic who has extensively challenged paranormal claims and pseudoscience. So, James Randy began his career as a magician named The Amazing Randy and later chose to devote most of his time. Points for that one, man. (laughs) And later chose to devote most of his time to investigating paranormal, occult, and supernatural claims, which he collectively called woo woo. Though defining himself as a conjurer, Randy's career as a stage, uh, professional stage magician and escapologist began in 1946. He presented himself under his real name, but later dropped that in favor of the amazing Randy.
1: (laughs) See how many times I can put that in there.
2: Early in his career, he performed numerous escape acts from jail cells and safes around the world. On February the 7th, 1956, he appeared on NBC's Today show where he remained for 104 minutes in a sealed metal coffin that had been submerged in a hotel swimming pool, breaking what was said to be Harry Houdini's record of 93 minutes. However, Randy uh, brought to the public's attention that he was much younger than Houdini when uh, the original record was established. In 1967 to 1968, Randy hosted The Amazing Randy Show on New York radio station WOR. Randy also hosted numerous television specials and went on several tours. As The Amazing Randy, he appeared regularly on the New York-based children's television series Wonderama from 59 to 67. And he also auditioned for a revival of the 1950s children's program, The Magic Clown, in 1970, which was shown, and this is just bizarre, it was shown briefly in Detroit and Kenya. I'm not quite sure. Kenya. Kenya, yeah, I, I, that's what it says. Okay. In February 2nd, 1974, when I was just a wee tadpole- um, the issue of the British Conjuring Magazine Abracadabra—that's a surprising name. Randy defining uh, Randy defined the community of magicians, stating, "I know of no calling which depends so much upon mutual trust and faith as does ours." In December of 2003, the issue of the Linking Ring, the monthly publication of the International Brotherhood of Magicians, stated that Randy is perhaps—sorry—perhaps uh, perhaps Randy's ethics are what make him amazing. The amazing Randy not only talks the talk, but he also walks the walk. He sure does. Uh, during Alice Cooper's 1973-1974 billion dollar baby tour, Randy performed on stage as a mad dentist and as Alice's executioner. He built several of the stage props, including the guillotine, which I remember as a teenager just loving that tour. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Shortly after that in 1976, a uh, performance for the Canadian TV special World of Wizards, Randy escaped from a straitjacket while suspended upside down over Niagara Falls. Gary, have you ever escaped hanging... Uh, over the Niagara Falls or maybe just over Cultus Lake? I'm going to say no, but I've done the straight jacket upside down. Oh. oh, Yes. Well, that that question will come later once. Oh.
4: Yeah, He probably starts with the smaller falls, you know, like (laughs) Langley Falls or something (laughs) like that at first.
2: Uh, Randy has been accused of actually using psychic powers to perform acts such as spoon bending, not bend spooning. Um, According (laughs) to... (laughs) More points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. According yeah. to James Alcock, at a meeting where Randy was duplicating the performances of Yuri Geller, a professor from the University of Buffalo shouted out that Randy was a fraud. Randy said, Yes, indeed. I am a trickster, a cheat, a charlatan. That is what I do for a living. Everything I have done here was by trickery. Randy is a member of the Society of American Magicians and the International Brotherhood of Magicians and the Magic Circle in the UK, holding the rank of Member of Inner Magic member of the Inner Magic Circle with a Gold Star. And Gary, we'll come back to that. I have a question about that.
0: Sure. Randy
2: Hopefully retired. What's that? Hopefully I can answer it. <laughs> I hope you can. Otherwise, <laughs> you're out the door.
4: He might just disappear out of the studio. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poof. Randy retired from magi- uh, practicing magic at the age of 60. Although often referred to as a debunker, Randy dislikes the terms, connotations, and prefers to describe himself as an investigator. He's written about the paranormal phenomena, skepticism, and the history of magic, he was a frequent guest on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and was occasionally featured on Penn and Teller's television program, of which name I cannot pronounce. On this show, James Randi Educational Foundation sponsors the One Million Dollar Paranormal Challenge, which now makes grants to nonprofit groups that encourage critical thinking and a fact-based worldview. Prior to Randi's retirement. Uh, He offered the prize of one million U.S. dollars to any eligible applicant who could demonstrate evidence of paranormal, supernatural, or occult power or event tested under uh, these conditions agreed to by the party. Randy is the co-founder of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry. And James Randy, as uh, Kevin has mentioned, will be at Imagine No Religion 6 this year in Vancouver, where he will be receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award. And they will be screening the documentary movie about his life, An Honest Liar. And would that
4: a, with a bit of luck, maybe we'll catch an interview from him
2: Yeah, that would be great So there that you go, that is a brief history of <laughs> The Amazing Randy <laughs> you say that one more time? The Amazing Randy mm, Perfect and you, may,
5: you may have to put that on tape so we can pull it out Play <laughs> <laughs> it, it every a, now make and then a draw moment, sure. moment. <laughs>
2: Thank you
4: so much, my friend And we'll be right back right after this
0: What is secular humanism? Critical thinking Knowledge is freedom Freedom from
2: ignorance
1: and its offspring, fear. The BC Humanist Association has been active in the Vancouver area for over 25 years. We offer a friendly and welcoming place to make new friends, as well as free educational lectures. We invite you to join us any Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Oak Ridge Senior Center. Please visit our website for more details, bchumanist.ca. You're listening to Left at the Valley on CIVL 101.7 FM it, was this point of mystery and An in gets invoked God This, over time, has been described by philosophers as the God of the Gaps. If that's where you're going to put your God in this world, then God is an ever receding pocket of scientific ignorance.
4: And we're back. I like Neil deGrasse Neil deGrasse Tyson. How about you guys?
5: Oh. He's one of my heroes. I'm not a science person, but the way he describes things and makes it easy when you think something is so difficult, he he describes it so that you understand it. And he seems so happy to be able to impart what knowledge he has. I just love him.
4: I think our friend uh, Seth Andrews said it best. Uh, He's a storyteller, and that's what we need. What are you pointing at her for? She wants to talk. Oh, she can talk. (laughs) put you on the spot if somebody's saying
5: i
2: was actually listening to you but okay go ahead no
4: no no <laughs> uh, like, uh, like i was saying the, the man is a storyteller and uh, no matter what the discipline people are attracted to storytellers and uh, to have a storyteller in science i think is sorely sorely needed so now you can make a comment i'm done mine
5: okay uh, yeah because actually when you uh, look at that the storytelling um most of the um, fables, stories from the past, some are written down in holy books. They're all really, really good, interesting stories, and people are emotionally attached to them. So if you have somebody who can actually um, take this this attachment and the emotions and tie them to science, which is usually known as being really dry and boring, you have a real hero in the making.
4: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, speaking of story, I have an interesting story for you guys. So let's do our fun segment that we call Another Brilliant Moment Brought to you by Religion. Well, hopefully we won't offend too many religious people out there that are listening to this show. They're probably not listening anyway.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're all at church.
4: I've got a story. I want to hear your opinion today. I called it Kosher bacon from the scriptures.
1: Kosher bacon?
4: Yeah, now there's a fellow named named Jonathan Powell. He might look like the kind of normal person you'd run into on the street on a grocery store. But it turns out this guy is an ultra-conservative and extremely strict father who is fond of quoting the Bible while he assaults his 11-year-old daughter. Powell was in court and his daughter testified that in January, while she and her sister were visiting dad for the weekend, he got angry at her and decided he had perfect punishment. As she recalled, he was hitting me with his elbows, his upper arms, and his hands. Then Papa Powell pulled back a pack of frozen bacon from the freezer and began hitting the defenseless girl in the head with it. Quote, he was hitting me with frozen bacon, and he was pushing me back, and I fell right over the dishwasher. I broke it. He was just yelling that the dishwasher (laughs) was broken. Seeking refuge in a bedroom, the child said that it did no good either. I ran over to my room, and my sister was asking what was wrong. I was in my room for a while. I heard him swearing, saying, you, be word, you broke my dishwasher. Entering the room, the father then allegedly continued to assault his daughter for over 10 minutes, leaving her with a bloody nose. When she complained, he told her, he said, it's okay to do that. It's from the Bible. If you spare the rod, you'll spoil the child. He just said that. So, Powell was actually charged with third-degree child abuse and could receive up to two years of prison if convicted. Now, maybe, I don't know about you guys, but if Mr. Powell had read the Bible, especially the Old Testament more, maybe he would have known that pork is not at all kosher. And uh, to even touch the pack of bacon made him unclean for 24 hours. So, maybe he would have a 24 hours break from beating up his daughter. What do you guys think about this story?
5: Uh, what, can one th- what, can, what can one say, you know, about... Kosher bacon, broken dishwashers, this poor abused child, but at least they had their day in court, which is not a you know really brilliant thing to say following the story, but um, I'm sure someone else will have a have a, a, a much a, a much better viewpoint than that
4: yeah I, I just want to bring up the the, the quick thing about um, the, that that quote he says because you hear this on a regular basis the um, where is it the, the uh, you should spare the rod, you spoil the child. Uh, today, of course, it's an age of, you know, uh, you're not supposed to spank your kids. You know, myself as a kid, I was spanked too. Um, and there's always this debate going on between, you know, should you or should you not spank your kids? Is spanking abuse or is it just a, you know, non-physical, well, it is a physical, but I mean, it's...
3: You open a big can of worms, my friend. Oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> but but where in the Bible does it say a rod and frozen bacon Are equal? <laughs> <laughs> Real and he wasn't even Jewish. I mean, no, I know, <laughs> I know.
4: It wasn't even organic bacon either. But, no. You know? So I, uh, apparently Maple Leaf decided to not comment on this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so that's an interesting story and food for thought.
3: I think if food you're, for uh, thought <laughs> for the bacon? <laughs> I think, think if you've beaten a child, throw away the key. Yeah, oh
5: Yeah. Man. well,
4: yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I would have to agree with that. All right, so now... Um, I have a little surprise for you guys, because we haven't done this in quite a while, and Nancy really hates this, but let's oh, go well. with it anyway. <laughs> I know what it is. That's I right.
5: Know, I know exactly what it is. Our
4: listeners might know, well, our listeners before today at Save might know that this is our debate, or quiz. We're having a pop quiz. Pop quiz. And yeah. since we're talking about magic today, Uh-oh. I thought I'd do a pop quiz on magic, and see what you guys know about
3: You're going to embarrass me. <laughs> no, no,
4: no! I, I really should have been smart and kind of give you the answers ahead of time.
5: <laughs> no, I have. I got no answers. I have the lowest score of anybody, so it's okay. You're never gonna go. You're never gonna fall below me. Whatever All right, it is, it's
4: okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, did you know that the first known magician to appear in Canada has been reported at a certain Maginus in Halifax? Do you know what year that was? Was it a 1875? B 1901? C 1922 or D
2: 1931.
5: Hmm. 1875. 1875? 1901. Mhm. Oh, I was going to say 1901, then I I do what 1922?
0: C. <laughs> C. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> My
4: friend, you do have it right. It is 1875. Ooh. All right. How many approximately how many professional magicians are there in Canada? Oh. Is it a 500? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you consider professional? Uh, <laughs> actually, people that do it for a living and actually, you know, uh, well, actually, well, I don't know if you can say make okay. money off it because yeah. most magicians don't. <laughs> not not people that do it as a hobby, but people that actually, you know. are oh, Okay, shoot. Like go yourself, ahead. Gary. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so is it A, 500? Is it B, 1,700? Is it C, 1,250? Or is it D, most illusionists are in parliament? <laughs> B. Mm-hmm. What do you think? B. Yeah, B, 1,700?
5: Oh, I'll go for B. I'll stay um, with the group. Well, you guys are
4: all brilliant because it is B. It is oh. 1700. All right. There are many magic societies in the world. The largest among these is the International Brotherhood of Magicians. Now, what you might not know is that it was actually founded in Winnipeg by Melvin G. McMullen, or a.k.a. Lenvictus. In what year was this founded? Was it...
3: Nineteen
4: oh two, nineteen
5: twelve, nineteen twenty two, or nineteen thirty two. Come on, Gary. I think it was nineteen twelve. Mm. Ooh, that was so
4: early. I I don't doubt it though. You know. Uh, yeah, come on, 12. I need an answer so here.
5: Nineteen twelve. So what's the next one up that I? Oh can... two,
4: twelve, twenty two,
5: thirty two. I'll do nineteen twelve and lose with that one. <laughs>
1: twenty
3: two. I change my number.
4: Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it is nineteen twenty two excellent excellent and that was our pop quiz cool. perfect that wasn't I guess- too bad that wasn't not bad at all. <laughs> we're, not, we're not keeping any tally here, and uh, I'm afraid there's no prize. No
5: prize. Well, w- one of these one. days when I know you, Gary, I show you the bruises from the pop <laughs> quiz. I'm always glad when they're over.
4: <laughs> no, it's actually pretty impressive to say that. Uh, I had no idea that, the, especially the, the Brotherhood of Magicians, actually was founded here in Winnipeg. Yeah. Of all places, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. And I would have thought, you know, Montreal, Toronto, something. No, Winnipeg, you know. I mean, there
2: are a lot of good things long, happen in Winnipeg. Yeah, very
5: long. Besides mosquitoes, yeah.
2: No long, <laughs> cold, up. boring winter nights. Yeah. I guess.
4: Yeah, well, that's usually good for sex. That's not necessarily good for magic shows.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, but that gets dull after a while. So <laughs> Going to magic, I guess.
4: Gotta <laughs> spice it up a bit. Spice it, up. it up. Put a little
5: yeah. magic back in your, get sex, your magic wand.
4: Oh God. Yeah. Oops, okay, the comments expressed here are <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily those of CIVL and Let <laughs> the Valium. <valley and laughs>. All right, and we'll be right back right after this.
1: Now it's time for an atheistaudiobooks.com sneak preview. The happy atheist disproving Christianity after faith and the constitution baptized the God virus.
4: Here is an excerpt from The Child Catchers Rescue, Trafficking,
1: and the New Gospel of Adoption by Catherine Joyce. That's when the pressure turned ugly. The Musics sat her down, Rianne said, and asked her what her plan to parent was. In a letter she wrote later, she listed the arguments the Musics made, that placing your child for adoption was biblical, so God would bless me abundantly for my decision, that I had too much potential to be a single mother, and God had big plans for me, that they had to hold me to what I said when I first moved in, And finally, that it shows you care more for your child when you place them for adoption. Rianne didn't know that consent documents for adoption are not legally binding in Washington State until after birth. Everything was screaming at me to keep my child, Rianne said. Rianne wrote the butler's pastor to request that he help mediate some agreement with the family. The social worker called the butlers and returned to Rianne with a message. They didn't want an open adoption or to send any photos, but they said to tell you, thank you for the gift.
4: The Child Catchers, now available at AtheistAudiobooks.com
5: You are listening to Left... At the Valley on C-I-B-L 101.7 FM
0: SWAT
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes Best cop show around Out of U A V and broadcasting throughout the Fraser Valley This is Left of the Valley Thank you so much for listening On C-I-B-L 101.7 FM I gotta get used to sing that Okay, so we're doing a show on the science of magic today. And we're going to pass on the mic to Gary in a second. The most wonderful experience is that of his mystery, and that was said by Albert Einstein. When it comes to magic, whether it's David Copperfield that makes the Statue of Liberty disappear, or making a coin disappear, there are different types of tricks that astound, delight, and make you wonder, how they do that? In 1893, French psychologist Alfred Binet hired magicians to help him understand illusions. In his 1894 article called La Psychologie de la Prestidigitation," he concluded that illusions are created by many small optical ethics... Uh, tricks, sorry. To perceive them would be quite as difficult as to count with the naked eye the grains of sand on the seashore. And of course, with us today is our friend, our new friend, and hopefully a long-time friend from now on, Gary. Gary, mic's all yours, my friend. Hey, how you doing? Oh, you know... Fantastic. It's fantastic to have you. I guess you should start by giving us you know, the Reader's Digest version of who you are and how you become a magician.
3: Okay, my name is Gary. I've been uh, doing magic for, oh, I'd say, about 20, 28 years. Uh, I started uh, quite a while ago. I uh, started doing small tricks around uh, for different people. Then uh, I did my first, uh, I guess you'd say, school classroom show.
4: Was it always something you wanted to do, or did you just start as a hobby?
3: Well, you know, I, I started. Uh, I started playing the guitar. I liked. Uh, I wanted to, you know, play the guitar. I wanted to, to do something uh, so people could watch. And and uh, I couldn't be Elvis right away, so uh, you you know, never. I, inter- I, I was working on Mary Had a Little Lamb and all that kind of stuff, so it didn't come on that fast. So, so you, I put it, so, it away. So a,
4: mag- a, a musician and then a magician. So you never had ambition to make any money, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that part.
1: <laughs> we'll get to
4: that part.
3: So then, uh, then I went. Uh, uh, how can I say this on the air? See my my ex my ex wife. Okay, my, my wife now is gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> she she was involved in this uh, little entertainment agency, and the guy that uh, that started up did magic. And so I was thought, wow, that's the, that's really cool. It's something I could do. I could uh, I could put my own personality into it. And uh, I started off uh, doing shows. Um, my very first show, I did it in a school classroom, and I had two big tables. I had a table which I did stuff. And then would I put it away? So I did stuff and I put it on the right-hand table. Do the stuff on the left-hand table, put it on the right-hand table. Then after the show, I produced the rabbit and then all the kids come up and want to see the rabbit. Except for the other four kids that was going through all my stuff
1: on <laughs> the table on the right.
3: <laughs> hey, look how this is done. Look how this is done. So then I thought, oh, okay, can't do it this way. Got to do it another way. So it's, it's a growing experience. It's fairly much a growing experience.
4: Interesting. I guess what we're really interested in here, and our audience as well, is would be the science behind it all. I mean, if we're all watching this, and we're all in awe, like every other trick, of course. But you know, I, I don't want you to force you to, to, to reveal, you know, how do you do it and stuff like it's, that.
3: Let's it, get first things first. Uh, it's called magic. It's not called tricks.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah,
3: my ex-wife does tricks. She works. Fair enough. think, uh, <laughs> No, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> extra
4: point. Extra point. I guess. Um, would you be so kind to maybe take us through a regular trick and tell us, you know, I don't know, something simple? What goes through your mind? What, what are you looking for in the, um, for lack of a better term, the target?
3: Well, first of all, you gotta be you gotta be an entertainer. If you just do magic, uh, if you just do through, you know, uh, it might be maybe not entertaining. Somebody might get bored. So you gotta be a little bit of an entertainer. You gotta be a little bit out there. Uh, a little bit of an actor. Uh, what I do is usually when I go through places uh, to see if I'm doing some walk around magic or if I'm uh, doing a corporate, I'll look for the quiet people, people in the corner, because everybody else is mingling having fun. Okay, well, so the quiet pers- person
4: here is Martina. So. Martina, perfect. She's, she's our target for today.
3: So the, the, the person that's, that's hired you, you know, you want everybody to have fun. These people are already having fun. You want, at the end, to say, hey, yeah, everybody had a great time uh so yeah go- going through you want to you want to check out people see how they look you know you want to introduce yourself see if you get a handshake see if uh, you get eye contact uh,
4: please don't describe what i look like <laughs> i have a face for radio and that's why i'm here <laughs> oh,
3: perfect <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and uh you know you want you want to try something small you don't want to do your best track first you want to uh you want to start off small see how interaction they get uh if you have you know sometimes people People don't care. They don't want to see anything, right? They, you know. So you want to move on. You don't. You don't want to be a pain. You don't want to be uh, in their face all the time, because then they get a bad, bad taste of magic, and you don't want that.
4: When you know, when I was in school and uh, we were doing a uh, debates and uh, lectures, uh, something a teacher told me, which I've always remembered since, was if you have like three arguments, and let's let's do the the metaphor, use the metaphor for magic. You use your second best argument first, your worst argument in the middle, and then your best argument for the end. Is that what you do in a show?
3: Pretty much, yeah. You have to hit them hard at the end
4: because hit it, them hard th- at the end. That's,
3: that, that's what they're going to remember. Eh?
4: Impress them at the beginning, put your middle stuff that's a bit you know yes less flashy, and then your your final hit one. them hard at the end. Hit them but, hard. But at you
3: the know end. what? I do I do shows for all sorts of uh, ages and things. I do a lot of kids shows uh, first. So for children, you just got to be funny, got to be entertaining.
5: You know, I, what you're saying is really that your people skills and your entertainment skills have to be as finely honed yes. as your magic skills. The three have to work together, don't they?
3: For sure, because kids will be brutally honest. If they see something, they'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Where if you're doing a, a show for you know a small group of adults, uh, somebody might get a glimpse at something and they aren't, they're not going to blur it. A child will blare it. Mm. You
4: bet. So, so children have a tendency to right away, if they, they, they think it's bogus, they'll just go and say it, right?
3: Oh, yeah, they will. And they'll say anything. Believe me. Oh,
2: so what was the worst case of that happening then? I don't know if I could say this on radio. but
4: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it PG. right? <laughs> we'll keep it. CRTC Airwaves.
3: Okay, okay. So it's, uh, I'm doing a, this. Is, I'm, I'm probably about my fifth year in, and I'm doing a show at... Um, uh, for a birthday party. So I'm in front. I got about 25 kids. Uh, the adults are in the back, and I'm doing my thing, and everything's going great. Uh, about a uh, half hour into a 45 minute show. All of a sudden, a child stands up, and sometimes they just want to say something, right? They want to be the ha 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 guy. That was me, actually. <laughs> so he just stands straight up. He says, Do the one where you pull your pants down. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, and, and all the kids look up at him, right? And I'm, and I'm looking at the adults. All I say is, sorry, that was the clown last week. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you don't know what you do? I just, you know, gesture to the mom and dad and, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's, is, it,
4: is it possible for you to do a something that, that could translate in audio as a trick here in the studio for us?
3: Uh, actually, I got this new app, which is uh, which is kind of cool. Oh,
4: okay. Yeah, I'll do this. I'll do this for you. I'll come over here for me Let's see. Yeah.
3: So this is. Uh, let's get this phone on here. Here we go. Okay. So this this new app here, is, mm-hmm. uh, you can produce your card. See this? Oh wow! There's
4: app. a little card actually going onto his phone, yeah, and which, it's actually floating around.
3: Yeah, which is really cool because you can go like this. You can slide it out. Oh my god!
4: You can have your business card. He just pulled his business card out of his phone. Okay.
3: So just oh, hold on. I want I want you. To, I'm going what, to what, what did you just experience there?
4: Oh, in wonder, of course. Of wonder, that's and, right. And then the first thing that goes to my mind, which of course I'm going to say, okay, how did you do that?
3: Okay, that's the magic right there. Yes. Not me. You you got the magic.
4: Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So you, you, it's almost like you're saying the magician in, in a way is the victim. Or the conductor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
3: okay. Going go, go through the paces. Uh, the, the magic is what you feel. That's what I think anyway. Okay. So that's my interpretation.
5: If, so, i guess that that relates to things that i've always heard is that what goes through your mind is always more powerful than what any anyone can tell you
3: that's right yes your
5: imagination yeah
3: because if you go see a show people will see different things right so it's like wow he did this really oh i just remember he did that
4: yep it's pretty impressive so so okay hmm (laughs) see now i'm trying to figure out how he did it (laughs) Um,
3: but but you know what that's that's the fun part because when you go see a movie yeah you go Gee, I wonder how he flew. How did How did Superman fly? You know, you don't think that, right? It depends
4: on the movie. There's a lot of movies that (laughs) do Yeah,
3: you just like go through your mind. You you watch TV. You don't say, you know, that's not his real girlfriend. He's you you don't analyze. But magic, people always analyze it. They don't enjoy just what's happening.
4: I I think it's because it's got that much more of an impact than a movie. We know other actors, but you know, it it really, you know, uh, I guess maybe there's envy too. Because I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that, that kind of stuff. So maybe that's why people say you know they want to, they want to find out right away how'd you do it. But but, but you know what a, a, a lot of times if I told you,
3: you'd be disappointed.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll agree with this then because I was watching a little video from our friends Penn and Teller, and um, they were talking about the sleight of hand. Can we, can you say this trick was pretty much sleight of hand in a way, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, a beginner sleight of hand.
4: Yeah, okay, beginner sleight of hand. So they said the seven rules for sleight of hand uh, says you got to be able to palm. Or, and then number two is to ditch or to dispose. Number three is to steal or to produce something. Number four is to load. Five is simulation. Six is misdirection. And seven is to switch. Okay. Do you want, do you, do you want
3: me to run through a little bit of that with you? What's that? Do you want me to run through? What, what was the first one?
4: The first one was Palm. Palm. I'm not going there. <laughs> 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 excellent! Excellent! <laughs> what was the second one? And the second one was a ditch, or to dispose. Uh, so you have something, uh, you have to dispose yeah. of it, you have to make it disappear. Whoa. So right now, okay. So we have to describe this for well, you. Honest. You
3: have to produce it first.
4: Okay. So <laughs> you just here, put it. Hold on to this. Okay. That's yeah, over here. That's Remember? right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you have you have a handkerchief over your hand, and now you just produced a large coin. Yeah, it's a silver it. dollar. A silver. Or you can
3: put it back like this and make it uh, actually. Then, then you can vanish it. Okay, yeah, and then you can bring it back like this. Perfect. That's Are you awesome. falling.
4: Yeah, well, I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Perfect. Or you can take it like this and you can put it in your back pocket and make it come back through your sleeves.
4: Nice. Nice. Or you can go ahead nice and just put it back nice.
3: in your back pocket and make it come back like this, but it looks a little bit different this time.
4: Oh wow! Uh, it looks like a gigantic donut-sized tuny now.
3: It's a donut-sized tuny.
4: Now, of course, now the audience is hating us because now they're saying, "Well, we can't see what the guy's doing." <laughs>
5: It's magic. If it's that's magic.
2: Right. <laughs> it's always magic.
5: It's always magic.
2: So, to um, you were saying that you originally wanted to play the guitar, yes, um, and then you went to magic. Because your guitar skills, I'm presuming, weren't coming along as quickly as you want Weren't coming to, along as qu- Not that, at all. It wasn't attracting the girls as quickly hey, as you want That's bang on. You're they, bang on. They, they, you know what? Guys only play guitar for two reasons. One is to you know get girls, and the second one is to get girls. Magic's um, the second <laughs> <laughs> thing. So do you have to have um, almost like you know for playing guitar or for playing a musical instrument or doing anything artistic, they say you almost have to have a natural inclination for it, yeah, a natural talent. So do you have to be naturally talented to do magic or is it something that anybody can learn to do? Anybody can learn to do it. It's like telling a joke.
3: Anybody can tell a joke. You can tell a joke. We we'll all tell the same joke. But not
4: everybody's got showmanship.
3: Exactly. And they're not going to get a laugh. You can tell the joke, get a good good round of applause. Why are you looking at me same. when you say that? <sighs> <sighs> I, I can tell Allister. a joke. Alistair can tell the joke. You can get a good laugh. I can tell the same joke and, and bomb. And bomb, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you get, uh, yeah, you got to be a little bit of an actor first, and, and an entertainer number one. Yeah,
4: okay, fair enough. So when, when you when you're doing this trick like that on somebody, um, I'm assuming you're doing a lot of misdirection here. You're trying to get the uh, the uh, the mark. Let's use that can, term, the mark, to to, to yes. actually focus on one thing and not the other hand.
3: Mm, a, l- a little bit. You got to watch your audience for sure. Okay. You get. You got to be aware of what your audience is. Where she's sitting. Where you're sitting. She's sitting to my extreme left. I gotta yes. know that, right? Yeah. So.
4: Because her her point of view, she's gonna see the same trick, but she's gonna have a different.
3: She's gonna have a di- yeah. She's gonna she's gonna see a different trick, not the one I want. To <laughs> see, she's gonna see something totally totally different, right? Okay. okay. So you know, you gotta adjust yourself. You gotta move back. You got to move forward. Uh, you gotta to uh, maybe bring people in. You know, bring it a little bit smaller. Okay. So it, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot like that. You got you gotta, you gotta because, be aware uh, of your audience for sure. Uh,
5: you, a lot of choreography to your a magic. lot of choreography.
3: You yeah. betcha. Yes. Yeah. I, I used to do do the, I, used
4: do, well, I I'm no magician at all, right? But I used to do the very simple trick of, especially to young kids, where you, we put the hand in front of their eyes and you get something in your hand and say, "Watch well, this, it's just gonna disappear." One and two, you hit it twice, and then the third time you just toss it by on their head. And the third time,
0: of course, it's well, disappeared
4: in your hand. Right? Yeah. You've you've changed. You've basically. Directed their attention to that empty hand, and yep. they're not watching the hand toss it behind them at the same time, right?
3: There's 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 a, a a good trick that's called paper balls over the head. That's exactly what it is. Okay, and you could do it for like three or four hundred people. Have one guy up, and he won't know what's happening, and everybody sees what's happening. Yes, it's called a sucker trick. Uh, everybody sees what's happening except him. Oh, and, right. and it's it's amazing because it's right right in front of them, you know. And uh, everybody gets a good laugh except him. But then you let him off at the end.
4: Okay. Keep asking questions, guys. I don't want dead air here.
2: Okay. I, ooh, my mic just disappeared. Okay, I got a question for you. So, taking from the James <laughs> Randy, the amazing Randy segment that I did, <laughs> um, he. So, two questions. Actually, I've got a couple from this. So, abracadabra, where does that phrase come from? Do you know? <sighs> uh, yes. Yeah, stumped me. Uh, I, th- I think it comes uh, um, from... I think
3: it actually I, I comes it, from witchcraft. I think it comes from the song. Abracadabra, <laughs> I
4: want to reach out and grab you. No, <laughs> well, you're getting all the points today, Gary. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, like
2: me? So, I don't know. I just asked Abra, the question. I, don't have... could you ever? I where not it come from? I think from?
4: it was an actual... Uh, no, don't quote me on this, but I, I think I read one time it was an actual... Um, like a... Uh, incantation? Uh, yeah, an actual incantation that was a, essentially kind of... Shrunk, uh, shrunk down to uh, abracadabra. Okay. It's I very was,
3: cliche. Just like everybody says, you know, where does the rabbit come from? From the hat, or do, where does it come from? from where the does hat, the rabbit you know? come from,
2: Gary? Where does the rabbit come from? <laughs> from the Mrs. Rabbit. Oh, there But a mummy and daddy rabbit <laughs> love right. each other very much. Yeah, that's right. That's where it really comes from. <laughs> okay, so then leading on to the whole, it uh, kind of takes me into the whole incantation thing. So James Randy talked about spending a lot of his time investigating paranormal, occultic, supernatural claims, which as um Some people would say that magic is simply a, a modern day form of witchcraft or occultism. So do you ever get asked that? Do you ever get asked anything about your yeah. your, 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 your craft or your and where it's linked to maybe Are, some- you, are you
4: ever accused of being in league with the devil?
2: <laughs> you get that black magic. You don't do any of that black magic,
4: do you? Really? Yeah, yeah. In, like 20, in 2016, people were asking yeah, me.
3: Yeah, yeah, I had uh, about a month ago. You you don't do any of that black magic, do you? I, what, what do you no, I'm white. Uh,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was confused what he said, you know, it's like a, a black man. Uh, oh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's uh, like I'm Caucasian. It's, uh, sorry. It's,
2: uh, I
3: don't. I, uh, yeah. It,
2: it, it's, it's weird what goes through people's minds, you know. So, so what is, is there a, is there a link, or what is what is your experience of that? Apart from being asked, if you do black magic, I there's mean— There's no link. There's no link? None at all? No, so, no. Are you sure? On my end, there's no <laughs> link. <laughs> Can we come over to your house for dinner one night? Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, my last question, because I have all my questions here. All right. So, uh, James Randy again. The Amazing Randy is a member of the uh, Society of American Magicians, International Brotherhood of Magicians, and the Magic Circle in the UK. Yep. Now, holding the rank of member of the Inner Magic Circle with a gold star. So what is the Canadian equivalent of one of those organizations? What memberships well, we, we do have, you hold? We, we have all those. Okay, so yeah. what memberships do you hold?
3: Uh, the IBM is International
2: Brotherhood of Magicians.
3: It's, uh, you, you have to be part of that to be uh, involved in the the Fraser Valley Magic Circle. He
4: also has a save-on card. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) a save-on card, yeah. (laughs) And Costco, too. (laughs)
3: Uh, So you have to be part of the IBM first. That's the bigger group. And then you can go to the smaller groups, which is the VMC, which is the uh, Vancouver Magic Circle, and the FVMC. Fraser Valley Magic Circle. Oh, really? Was is there
4: a Fraser Valley Magic There is a Fraser Valley is, Magic Is it based show. here in Abbotsford? Or?
3: Uh, no, it's based, uh, it's based in Abbotsford. Yeah, in Abbotsford. Sorry, I thought I was in Chilliwack for a minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was, actually, I was the first president of it. Really? Yeah. It was wow. uh, about four years ago. And uh, we all, from the Fraser Valley, we all went to Vancouver. And we thought, you know, it's always like an hour drive, an hour and a bit. You know, it's raining. You know, we always don't want to go in. And there was enough of us to make a group. So we did
2: what so uh that's awesome yeah, with the
3: Fraser valley magic group out here that's awesome Fraser valley magic circle
2: sorry, sorry. Okay. so what, what is the what is the gold star what is that all about
3: uh the gold star
4: <laughs> if you do a really really good magic trick to give you a gold star
3: <laughs> i think it's i think it's probably for being um maybe part of the magic surf for so long yeah. like you know being being in there
5: well, what i want to know is when you get together Yes. What is it that you do when you get, other than have coffee and oh. laugh, what is it that you guys well, do? Well,
3: you, you know, you know my, my, my wife, I was talking this with my wife the other day. She uh, you know, I said, you know, I'm you not know, like most of the husbands that go to the bar, you know, go to the bar with your buddies, go golfing with your buddies. You know, we, we, we gather around like uh, Friday nights. Where was I last this Friday? Oh, uh, Friday night I was over at uh, uh, Mission and we had a lecture come in. So he comes in and he shows us uh, what he does, and then we buy all his stuff and uh, learn learn crafts and share ideas. And, and if I'm having trouble with something, I'll uh, I'll ask somebody and we'll conquer. Sorry, <laughs> you, you learn you, you learn crafts. crafts. It's like yeah, okay, you gotta glue the popsicle sticks together. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. What did you do tonight, honey, the magic circle? Uh, I made a house out of popsicles. Yes, I did. <laughs> it's
4: therapy. It's therapy.
2: It's,
5: it, that's
4: exactly what it is. It's therapy.
3: So, do I so get you that?
5: do share tricks and, oh. and, and illusions with each other. For
3: for, for sure. For sure.
5: So uh, I, do that, I do
2: get that right. So within that circle, you are exchanging? We're exchanging,
3: and- yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. so and we're, be, we we have conventions we go to. Uh, we have ideas. If I have something I want to sell, I could bring it. I could say, you know, I have I have this for sale. Am interested in buying it? If I know you're do, you're working on something, I could say, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? Could you use it? Yeah. Uh, vice versa for me.
4: You know, for the longest time, the uh, the, the there's always been that rumor, of course, that uh, cults of magicians or groups of magicians uh, getting together have this very code, big code that you know you don't spill. That means you don't talk about tricks. Now, lately, in the past, not even decade or so, uh, shows like Penn and Teller and The Masked Magician and all that are revealing how it's done.
3: You know, I shouldn't be saying this, but just go on YouTube.
4: Okay. Yep. There we go. <laughs> but,
3: you, but you know what? I'll, I'll, do, I'll do stuff and I'll, I'll show them how it's done and then I'll do it for them.
4: Yeah. Well, and, you, and
3: kids are bad for that because they'll go, oh, I know how that's done. I know. So, you know, they'll, they'll challenge you. So just give it to them. Okay.
4: But also knowing how it's done and being able to do it yourself. I mean, exactly. I know I know for well when you're handing over the, the 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 coin to me from your handkerchief, it's actually still in that hand. But you're misdirecting me but, there. But you but went for it. I I, did, I went for it anyway. Right, yeah. right away. I, I I put out my hand to receive that coin. But I knew it was in the other hand. So it's uh, the, the showmanship is actually quite impressive.
3: Actually, this is kind of interesting. You you, you had mentioned about uh, making money in magic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, That's know, like radio
4: You don't make a lot of money
1: so if, you're you know, talk,
5: so if you're talking About a group of magicians Would it be like A showmanship of magicians Or an illusion of magicians Instead of a group <laughs> A showmanship of magicians A showmanship of no, magicians bees.
4: Like a gaggle um, of grease, uh, ge- geese. A yeah, gaggle, gaggle of geese, geese.
3: Well, Let's see well, I'll have to think about that I'll yeah. have to come up with something Anyway <laughs> this is a, this You're making a show So yeah, you're tearing yeah, up A this, piece of paper here So you make a little bit of uh, Money in Magic what About the here? size of
4: a dollar bill About
3: the size Yeah Okay. What you, do is you fold it down you once. You fold it
4: down to lengthwise, you and you it fold it inside. again.
3: You fold it down once more.
4: Oh, I fold it three times. And fold it four times. Four right times. Here. All
3: you do is have a little blow, oh. have a little twinkle, there. and out comes a different color of oh. the bell like this.
4: Look at that. Oh, wow. Now, I know this is fake but there's no way in hell I've seen a magician oh. with a $50 bell in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen that, Zoran. I made six of these last night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Actually, this was my tip. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Gary, you, you've been a blast. We're almost, the hour's almost up already. So let's give you a couple of minutes here. Plug yourself. Be shameless, my friend. Go right ahead. Be shameless. All
3: right. Uh, my name's Gary. I'm from uh, Chilliwack, B.C. Uh, I do a lot of corporate functions, trade shows, uh, a lot of birthday parties. I'm like the birthday Party guy. Uh, my website is Now that's magic. .net. Again, that's www.nowthatsmagic.net. If you're out in Chilliwack, anywhere, uh, or around Abbotsford, you'll be able to see my vehicle. Uh, it's all deckled up. Uh, it's uh, Black Envoy. Uh, my face on there, my all my taglines. Can't I be off- doing
4: too bad if you're driving an Elmore. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I live on Promontory.
4: Yeah, well, maybe you we should take back what I was saying there.
3: And also, if, uh, if you're having a party coming up uh, or uh, looking for some entertainment, uh, give me a call uh now that's magic.net and if you say you heard me on the radio here i'll give you 25 dollars off
4: Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
3: and don't say that makes it free then should, <laughs> should,
4: should be a code promo you know say uh left the valley that's your code promo there you go get 25 dollars off yep there you if go you, you heard it here today folks thank you very much thank you so much gary
5: oh thanks gary that was a wonderful well, thank really you it was thanks
4: Alright, time for my rant. Okay, now I'm going to do the very first rant I actually did when we did the podcast, and that's because I thought it was just appropriate to redo it here at CIVL today. Most of us take for granted the right to express your views publicly when you live in a country where it is written in the law. Myself, I've always tried to defend this right, no matter how extreme or ridiculous the views and many politicians have used this as a rallying cry for the troops. How many times have you heard, I disagree with you, but I will defend your right to say it, ad nauseum, to the point where it's lost all meaning. But written between the lines is the real reason here. People have rights, ideas don't. Unfortunately, this seems to have been lost on the masses today, too preoccupied with going to a job they hate to pay for the car and house they can't afford in order to keep up with the Joneses. In today's society, the fast-paced and faster living, the art of conversation has become an endangered species, where most information taught comes in bullet points and buzzword catchphrase. The nasty side effect is that the average Joe is uninformed, distracted, and all too easily offended, especially when things aren't going what should be their perceived way. So if this describes you, you might want to stop listening right now. If you're still here, here's my point. I don't have to respect your opinion. I will respect you as a fellow human being, I won't stop you from saying it, but some ideas and opinions are just ridiculous, hateful, and simply wrong. Like I said, people have rights, ideas don't. I will challenge your perception, values, and ideas and invite you to do the same. This should then lead to a discussion and overall progress in the sharing of information. Ask yourself, what would it take for me to change my perception on subject X? If you answer nothing, then I'm sorry. You've stopped growing as a human being and are essentially contributing nothing or little to our society. If you answered, I don't know, then I invite you to take a left of the valley and sit down with us. You are a person we can learn from. Wrong song. <laughs> well, that takes us to the end of our show. So how are we doing so far, guys? It's been pretty good, huh? It
5: went Fantastic. fast. I, I was a great time. Time. I hope everybody enjoyed it.
4: Excellent, excellent. Uh, a few announcements. Uh, next show, next weekend, we'll have... Uh, uh, rap atheist uh, rapper baba brinkman so that should be interesting and he's going to tell us uh, what he does uh with um, his art form uh we will also have um well, what's coming up again <laughs> <laughs>
2: If you uh, check on the website, www.leftatthevalley.com, every week we put up what the next show is going to be, and there will be a schedule coming up so people can look at the schedule and they can see what show they want to tune into. However, I recommend you tune in every week because maybe every week we should get $25 off. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's magic tricks. Hey, yeah. If you can book me, I'll order <laughs> that. So yeah, just check out the website, leftatthevalley.com, and all the information's there.
4: Yeah, and you can follow us at, yeah, like you said, leftatthevalley.com. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on, uh, you can send us an email at com. Anything else you guys want to add?
5: See you next week.
4: See you next week, and hopefully for a long run. Thank you, CIVL. Until next time.
1: your state.